morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to another Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation's Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. I am your guest host, Michael Kernodal, and you already see the man with the plan that's on the screen in front of you. Another great session by the professor, Brandon Robertson. And guess what the topic is today? Five ways to improve your sound amplification. Hmm. You know, we have plenty of bass players here. And, um, you know, that's something that, you know, a lot of people struggle with is how can I get the best sound out of the instrument? Well, there's no better person to tell you than the Professor Brandon Robertson. But I want to remind you, as you come in, you have any questions, go into the chat feature, type it in there. We're going to leave some time near the end for our educators to answer those questions. And, you know, we wouldn't be here without our sponsors today. So I want you to be sure to check out the studio archives of our past video sessions at clearwaterjazz.com's education outreach section. That's brought to you by Blue Water Wealth Management at Stewart Partners and Duke Energy, as well as Young Lines podcast available wherever you stream. And that's brought to you by our friends at Marine Max Clearwater. Uh, just search Young Lions Jazz Mass Virtual Sessions wherever you stream. <clears throat> I mean, where do we begin? I mean, you've had so many great sessions uh, from Brandon, uh, just to name a few. I love the What I Love About series. So you had uh, Paul Chambers, Jaco Storis, Christian McBride, my man. I love mm, that. He did all my three great sessions. And of course, he did fundamental and, and technique um, sessions as well, kind of like, hey, how to develop melodic bass lines, two, five, ones. Uh, but you know what? You have to go back in the archives and enjoy all that great stuff. And if you don't know this amazing, amazing man right here, Brandon Robinson is an Emmy nominated, you heard it right, Emmy nominated music director, professional upright electric bassist, composer, and music educator, originally from none other than Champa Bay, Florida. We Champa, Champa. <laughs> Let's get that right. Tampa, but he has his Bachelor's of Arts in Music from Florida State University in 2009 and a Master's in Music and Jazz Studies in spring 2016. Look at him. Uh, and currently, he's a director of Jazz Studies and a director of the FGCU Basketball Band. I'm pretty sure they say it like that at the game. Florida <laughs> Gulf Coast University of Fort Myers. I mean, hey, the guy's everywhere playing on the stages, but today you're going to get a great education from the professor. So without any further ado, professor, the stage is all yours, man. How do I come? How do I come back from those intros, man? I, every week I keep telling myself like, you know, this is the week that uh, just, I'm going to break down crying and you know, you almost had me there. You almost had me. So I appreciate the beautiful introduction, as always, to the Clearwater Jazz Holiday Foundation, your family. So thank you guys, as usual, for allowing me to share my knowledge with this wonderful audience. So let's get right into it, because today um, it's going to be a cool, interesting topic. It's, it's, it's not short, but it's to the point. OK, so five ways on how to improve your sound amplified. Now, me being a bass player. My instrument comprises of two components. There's an acoustic side to that, and then there's an amplification side to it. Now, depending on the setting, the environment, uh, the request, 
of the of uh, of the band leader or whoever is uh, asking of that bass player to provide which type of sound and accommodation this all will determine on how you would need to adjust your sound if you're using the amp now i play regularly downtown fort myers here where i live at this place called the barrel room now that room is more of like a listening room even though it's set up like a bar and this slash restaurant uh it's they have a they have a stage and it's they have it set up to where it's you can eat and listen to music and it, they designed it that way now there have been instances where there are nights where I will not play with an amp and everyone outside could still hear me. Then there's nights where I'm just like, I'm going to use my amp because there's way too many people in this room and no one will hear me because all the sound is being sucked up from the room. So if I'm playing acoustically, I'm going to get drowned out by the noise. So no one will hear me. So here is what i do when i'm in those predicaments so this is point number one point number one is you need to recap or i guess investigate the environment you're going to be playing in so i like to always arrive to my gigs an hour maybe just depending on what the show is what what i'm doing but maybe like an hour and a half but usually an hour before I have to start playing a lot of times I get there an hour before so I'm not late you know with traffic or accidents anything can happen but then a lot of times what I'm doing is I'm scoop I'm scoping the room I'm trying to get a feel for wherever I'm playing at do I really need my amp if I do need my amp amp uh where should I place it you know so I'm 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 kind of scoping and investigating the area so as a bass player you need to go up and look in your environment so if you're playing indoors the spacing matters because it a it matters where you put your amp and then b where you placing it to let the people hear you also matters so if you're on a stage indoors for instance you would probably want your amp to face the center or somewhere where it's going to the sound is pushing out towards the audience right but let's say if you're playing outdoors, depending on where you're set up outdoors, you would might you might have to sometimes put the amp in front of you instead of behind you. Because if you're further away and the amp is behind you and you're standing in front of your amp or somewhere blocking the sound of it, then at this point, no one is gonna hear you. So making sure that you are fully aware of your environment look at what's around you first also make sure that you have somewhere to plug in your amp because if you're playing indoors and let's say they have you on a stage and then there is no electrical outlet for you to plug in your amp now rule of thumb bass players always keep not one not two but three extension cords with you in your car keep one in your case and one two in your car i'm telling you right now there will be instances where you're gonna need it i had to learn the hard way and i found that out later on in life so i i keep three extension cords in the back of my car with the with the, with the event that if something comes up and i'm like you know what i need it because i need to stretch and get you know to my setup i'm cool i can tell them nope i got extension cords i'm taking care of so Make sure you have that. And so again, 
looking in your environment make sure you have somewhere to plug in also making sure that you have enough space to put your amp because i have been in instances where i've been hired to play some uh play at places where i didn't have room to bring my amp in so i ha i had to play acoustically so that also changed my positioning of where i was going to stand and you know what i was going to do because i needed people to hear the bass so again rule number one investigate your environment rule number two if you play amplified always dial down all your eqs do not have a preset eq dialed in to your amp now some people are going to challenge me on that i'm going to explain why I have been in situations where I would have a pre-dial-up setup, and then I would get to a, a venue where they have their own sound crew, and I say, "Hey, you know, da da da," and they're plugging me in, they're doing their thing, and then somehow, whatever they're doing with the sound is messing up my presets that I have on my amp. It's not blending in right. So then I had to go in there and rechange everything. I learned real quickly that there will be times where I can't use the same presets. Like, not not this is not something that happens often. Like most of the time, if you have a preset, it'll work. Like you know, you don't have to change anything. But sometimes you have to adjust to your environment, and which is what I had to do. So it's always good to to dial down and then adjust your eqs to the room and, and to wherever you're playing at so that way it feels natural you're always trying to shoot for a natural sound when it comes to your amplification especially and i stress this enough to all bass players especially if, if you're playing upright if you're playing an acoustic upright bass you have to make that instrument sound like an acoustic bass that's where the issue comes in when people are playing amplified through their bass they're thinking oh well now that i'm amplified i need to be turned up to be heard your instrument alone is already loud because of the register of of the nature of the instrument itself the register of the instrument is already low so you don't need to turn your amp all the way up because if you hit your e string you're going to feedback why does it feedback because of the frequency of that of that string that that range is so low it blends in with the sound of the amp so a lot of times i only use and when i say i i, I dial up the eqs i only use enough eq to where i can hear myself and I try my best to sound acoustically, even when I am amplified. So what I do, here's here's the other thing, the, the third part. When you dial up, when you, uh, the third part, I'm sorry, part number one, investigate. Number two, turn all your EQs down so you can adjust to the room. Number three, when you're adjusting your EQs, you have to pay attention to the mid, the mid range. So your highs and your lows are kind of are, are, are kind of your highs and your lows are really easy to uh, to to dial up because your highs it'll sound really thin, your lows it'll sound too full, but your mid range if the mid range is off then the it'll either sound really like airy in the higher range or it'll sound really muffled in the lower range. 
So I always, I what I like to do is I always set my base dialing. I try to set it to the lowest setting as possible. I only set it to where enough to where you can feel the amplification of the bass. You can feel it, not hear it. There's a difference. You can feel it when you start playing because the, the ground will start vibrating like heavily. So you know like, okay, there's some bottom there, but you only hear the bottom. You're not hearing all of my my amplifi amplified notes. You're just hearing the bottom, right? So when I start to play, it sounds very acoustically, but with a big bottom on the end. That's what you're going for. So I try to set my bass, I try to set my bass dialing as low as possible to where you could just feel the bass vibration from the bottom. I set my mids kind of on, uh, I kind of set my mids around nine o'clock, 10 o'clock. If you're looking at the dial go like this, I'm kind of at about a nine, ten, like a nine or a ten o'clock, and then my mids, my mid is usually at twelve o'clock or one, okay. And I try to do, I try to make it to where you can hear the middle, but you can feel the bottom, but you don't hear too much of the top, okay. It kind of my two B's are the balance and blend. Those are my two B's, balance and blend. This is very important when you're talking about your amplification because you want to have a nice blending of those EQs, but a nice dynamic dynamic uh, balance to where it sounds acoustic, just amplified, all right? So that third point is making sure that you're not dialing in, turning in your EQs too high or too low to where it sounds off, all right? Point number four, point number four is when you are in a concert setting you want to try to fit your tone to the rest of the band okay now what i mean by that is uh there's been instances where you know when you when you dial in especially if you're running through a pa system through the house through the house system if the sound crew is uh dialing you in through the house system you want to make you want to make sure that all of your eq settings on your amp are adjusted properly the way you want them to because what's going to happen is they're dialing in settings on their end and then your amp your amp becomes a monitor at that point so if your amp is adjusted all kind of differently what you're hearing is not what's being projected out to the house and so a lot of times You'll hear the people say, hey man, can you check your your, your dial up, your, your, your EQs on your amp? Something sounds funny out here. Most of the time it's because what most young bass players do is they're listening to the house system to try to adjust their EQs when really they need to be listening to their amp because the amp is used as a monitor. So you can adjust that on your own. So the point number four is if you're running through a PA system or a house system, you need to make sure that you're adjusting your EQs properly and it's not getting in the way of what the sound crew is doing. Because then if you're doing something weird on your amp and then they're doing something in the house, it's going to sound different. Okay. It's all about the way you sound. All right. And then lastly, my last point is this is probably the most important one. Uh, I'd stress to all of my young bassists, 
I, I really emphasize to them the importance of playing acoustically and only using the amp for what it's needed for, which is presence. It's not needed to be heard. You don't need the amp, especially if you're playing in a club setting or you know a small venue or a club setting. A music festival or outdoor festival setting is different. Yes, you need to crank that bad boy, not like blare it, but you do need to have it at a dial in at a good uh, setting to where you're heard, like you're, especially if you're playing electrically, you're heard and it sounds acoustic. The thing about playing electric and upright is you wanna make sure that you're sounding acoustically okay even when you're playing amplified it needs to sound acoustically it, does, it should never sound like you're playing through an amp it should it should still feel as though you're playing an acoustic instrument even when you're playing electric bass let's talk about that there are settings on electric bass and there's settings on your amp just because you adjust the settings on your amp doesn't mean that you don't need to also do that on your actual bass. You need to adjust your, especially if you have an active or a passive bass, and there's a switch that it'll turn on and off. Some more, uh, a more updated modern amplifications have a passive or an active switch, and those sounds, the the passive sounds, it it sounds a lot more. It has a different tone. So depending on the context of what you're trying to do matters. So you want to make sure that your dial up on your actual electric is set to the tone of what you want it to. So when you start playing it on your bass, all you're adjusting is just the sound on the amp. You're not adjusting it to, to, to match and get you to what you want to sound like through the bass itself. You could do that on the uh, settings on the bass, but the sound, it needs to be adjusted on the amp. Okay, so that last part is making sure that whatever you're whatever you're dialing into, you want to try to go for the most acoustic sound as possible. When you're again, when you're playing upright bass, you need the amp for presence, not necessarily to be heard. You should still try to strive to play with an acoustic feel. So that means even when you're playing a ballad, like a lot of times when I play ballads amplified, I will turn my amp almost all the way down like not all the way down but just enough to where you can still feel the bottom but you're you're hearing more of the acoustic sound from the instrument that's what we're getting that's what we're aiming for okay so making sure that your core oh your your, your quarter inch uh chords are, are are all working and there's no buzzing because if there's some buzzing uh if you have a bad chord that'll create some bad buzzing within your amp also check for buzzing in your amp you know if you spilled water or anything because you don't want that to, to tweak your sound a little bit um the other oh there's one more point too that i want to make um some amplifications have what they have a mute button on there i will always recommend to young bass players that if you have that mute button turn the mute button on because what happens sometimes you forget that your pickup is is feedbacking from the actual amp and if you just sit your bass down and your your pickup is facing the actual amp it'll feedback so just make sure you mute your amp so you, if you don't turn your amp completely off okay so just to kind of recap just to kind of recap of what we what, what what i went through number one 
you need to make sure that you're adjusting to your environment uh, or go go and investigate your environment look around and make sure you have outlets you have proper stage uh, spacing or uh, proximity you you want to make sure that uh, everything is there that's needed for you I recommended that you keep extension cords and a couple of extra quarter inch cords with you so that way if something doesn't work you have a backup if you need an extension cord if they say hey the plug is way over there we don't have one right behind the stage you have a cord that'll reach all the way over there take care of that number two you want to make sure that you're uh that you turn all of your eqs down if you're going through the house and then adjust from there so that way you can get the same type of tone and the sound that you want again you're still going for an amplified sound you're not going for um you're not you're not trying to be heard you want to be felt okay then number three while you're being uh dialed in through the house you need to make sure that you're adjusting your EQs accordingly and you're not messing around with all of the, the, the settings on your amp if they're trying to adjust you through the house because it'll sound differently. It won't come off the same, okay? Then number four, you wanna make sure that when you are, when you, when you are playing acoustically, uh, like I told you guys before, the dial up, like having your bass dial all the way somewhat down so you can still feel the bottom but having your mids around nine ten o'clock <coughs> excuse me and then uh your highs around noon to one and then just kind of mess around with that's that's my setting that's what i use and it seemed to work but everybody's base is built differently and your base everyone base is set up differently it has different wooding on it so you just have to adjust to your instrument and then lastly making make it absolute sure that everything properly is working making sure that acoustically that you're 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 going for more of an acoustic sound making sure that on your electric bass that you're adjusting all the settings on the on the uh, instrument first before you try to do that on the amp so that way it all sounds the same and so if you do these things that will really help eliminate time wasted on trying to get a good sound on stage it'll eliminate you having to figure out like okay what's going on here i need to, i don't know what's what's wrong and now everybody's upset with you on the bandstand because the bass just sounds bad you always want to test these things out before you get to the gig so when you get to the gig you know exactly what you need to do and that's my microphone drop right there <laughs> professor <laughs> you know, one thing I really like that you talked about, it's just preparation from things like drop chords, know your surroundings. Um, you'd be amazed at how many people go out there and just plug and play. Don't think about the sound. And bad sound is like an instant turnoff for anybody. So I really think that you uh, mentioned that in your session today, whether you're a young player or your experienced player. The yep. sound is everything. So, yep. do you have anything else on that? No, other other than um, you know, making sure too that if you you should always ask questions. So if you're if you're going to play at a venue that you're unfamiliar with, that you don't know their setup, 
you know, call ahead of time, call the actual venue and say, hey, I'm scheduled to perform there in the next couple of days. Um, is there anything that I need specifically to bring? Do you all carry a backline? Now, you know, a lot of musicians won't know what that term is, but a backline is um, usually at the request of the performer or the artist to the venue to provide uh, any equipment that, that, that the actual venue might house. So for instance, some, some uh, music venues will actually have a drum set or piano. It's been rare, but there's been times I've played a V. They actually had a bass. The bass wasn't good, but they had a bass. You know, uh, so you're uh, and they'll have speakers, amplifications, uh, DI boxes for the bass player to plug in to go in through the house. Same with the keyboardists. Uh, you know, they'll have gear. So you're allowed to ask that question. Say, hey, do you guys carry any backlines for like the the rhythm section players? You know, et cetera, et cetera. And they're like, oh no, everybody has to bring their own gear. So then you know. So then you know exactly what you need to bring, et cetera, et cetera. So. Perfect, perfect, perfect. It's great that you think ahead, get the best sound, know what's out there and be prepared. And I know both the player and the listener will enjoy the experience the best. Oh, one more thing I do want to add before I leave. Uh, I know I mentioned at the beginning of the video about showing up early. I, I, I remember I said that sometimes I'll show up an hour and a half if it's a venue where, for instance, if I'm outdoors, for instance, or if it's a venue where I'm super unfamiliar with, I will go in there, set up and start playing in the room so I can get a feel for what I sound like in there. So I can already had a, I can already adjust how I'm going to sound by the time everybody else arrives. And I already know what it sounds like. And so when everybody else gets there and everybody's like, wow, this sounds good. Yeah, because I took care of everything else that, that needed to be taken care of before y'all got here. So that is that will always get you rehired because that's again, preparation and showing that you're putting in effort into making sure that this performance is gonna go well. Preparation, preparation, professionalism. Another awesome session from the professor. Appreciate it. You heard it right from the mouth of the man. <laughs> He's out there already doing it. And I mean, everywhere I go and I hear him play, it's always a beautiful experience with no sound issues. The band's always prepared to entertain it. So thank you so much for this session today, Professor. I want to remind thank everybody, you. you know, if you really like what you're hearing, go out and tell other people about these great sessions you're hearing here free, matter of yeah. education, And we would love to hear back from you. Give us some feedback. Let us know how you're enjoying it. If you might have a topic you want us to uh, suggest, email us at info at clearwaterjazz.com. I've been your guest host, Michael Canodal, and we've been here with the professor, Brandon Robertson, today. And until next time, keep it swinging. Thank you, everybody. Have a Keep great it swinging. Thank you for listening to Clearwater Jazz Holidays, Young Lions Jazz Master Virtual Sessions. Thank you to our friends at Marine Max Clearwater for helping to present this podcast series. To learn more about the Clearwater Jazz Holiday Annual Festival tradition, 
other special events throughout the year and our year-round education and outreach, please visit clearwaterjazz.com.